This episode of the Check Out This Record podcast is brought to you by GuitarExclusive.com. Visit now for buying guides, reviews, and more. GuitarExclusive.com. Welcome to the Rock, Rock, Rock and Roll Podcast. Check out this record. My name is Mark, and of course, with us as always is a man who told you he wouldn't back down. And he hasn't. It's Frankie D. That's right, Mark. I won't back down. I won't be turned around. Mm-mm. You could stand me up, my friend, at the gates of hell, uh, but there's no telling what I would do. So, Yeah, I don't think he'd back down. But you know what? I've never been to the gates of hell. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Welcome back to the show, friends. Remember, you can find uh, check out this record on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you find the finest of podcasts. Golly heck, you know, we're even on that YouTube. That's right. New episodes drip to the drop directly to your ears. And of course, all of this, Mark, is for everybody's listening pleasure. That's right. You know, here on check out this record, Frank and I, well, we check out records and, you know, give them the old Gainesville pat down, uh, being sure to check out each nook and cranny looking for all those tasty bits. But before they go uh, spinning by. Uh, but of course, uh, we also indulge in a wide array of musical discussions. I didn't really have a joke for whatever a Gainesville pat down was. I just like the sound of it. Yeah. Um, anyways, we have a wide array of musical pat downs, like in our spotlight series where we dig into a band's catalog. Uh, like a couple of grave robbers and see what's buried in there. Uh, a heartbreakers masterpiece or Tom's collection of commemorative bongs. <laughs> and and also, nooks and crannies also make me think of uh, the Thomas's English muffins. I just oh, want to say that. You got to yeah. love a good toasted English. Muffin, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and also folks, we have our versus series where we pit two albums against each other. We may have to do that soon. And they mm-hmm. duke it out for oh, do they? total stereo. Domination! Now, if social media is your thing, <laughs> uh, and Lord knows it is, uh, be sure to check us out on Instagram. Uh, and we even have a Facebook group where we like to drop additional content, leaving you laughing uh, at what I thought the lyrics for Free Fallen were. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty much if you just replace that F with the B, uh, I thought that's what the song was about for a long time. Oh, man. And don't forget, love that, uh, to pop over to the world famous Tube of the U where we watch and we make silly faces and that whatever scream I just did there because there's an empty house. So I'm able to do that right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and of course, there's exclusive content, I think, coming. Uh, you yeah. won't want to miss it. Uh, mostly the exclusive content is our record store trips for the record. Uh, yeah. So be sure to uh, click the old subscribe button, like, rate, review and uh, all that jazz. Right, Mark? Absolutely. Speaking of jazz, hmm. uh, I've been working on something specifically for YouTube. Frank and I are going to have a YouTube oh, yeah, 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 yeah. content that will be coming out soon. It's, it's just, awesome. you know, hey, look, we're, we're adults working full time jobs that get to do this uh, because we're buddies and we want to. So, um, but I promise there is a fun game coming. Um, it's related to the Metallica uh, release of their 25th anniversary of Black Album. It's Woo! super it should be fun, but we don't want to rush it. So I'm not going to, re- I'm not going to play the game until it's fun. There you go. Anyways, Thir- 30th um, anniversary, right? 30th. Well, I don't know. Time okay. and space is a blur. Um, 
you know, it's that part of the episode, Frank, where we talk about what the episode's about. And I'm, uh, I'm, uh, it, it's Tom Big Toke Petty and the Heartbreakers, uh, Hard Promises. <laughs> yeah, we are, buddy. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, Frank. This is the band's fourth studio album, Hard Promises, produced by legendary producer Jimmy Iovine and the band's second for Backstreet Records. Uh, important to note here, distributed by uh, MCA. Uh, however, the album was delayed because MCA wanted to release the album for $9.98, Frank, and not the industry standard of eight ninety eight. Hmm. And use Tom Petty to his back to raise the the, uh, the price of records around the world. Tom Petty didn't want any part of that price uh, hike associated with him or the band or this album. So he fought it until they caved and the album was released, Frank, for $8.98. Man, I wish albums were that cheap still, don't you? I mean, that dollar was from inflation, right? That's what that was. No, that was greedy businessmen deciding that they needed to make an extra dollar off the record industry and Tom Petty by charge, but because the middleman needed to charge more. Um, <laughs> but it was inflation, sure. Yeah. Uh, now, there's no surprise here if you've been listening to this show uh, for a bit that you know that the old Frankster and I love Tom Petty and his band. The Heartbreakers. Absolutely. Heart Promises turned 40 earlier this year. And why not take a look back uh, at it? Uh, The album was surprisingly overshadowed by Stevie Nicks uh, and the song the band wrote for her record, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. While they were thrilled that the song uh, was a hit, it seemed to overshadow the release of Hard Promises. uh, And the album was seen as one of... Uh, one for Heartbreaker loyalists and not uh, a significant album otherwise, uh, which is total bullshit. Yeah. At least uh, upon release, uh, Frank, Frank and I are about to polish uh, this thing's knob here, like just totally um, like the back of a spoon after I just made brownies like this Ooh. thing's going to be clean. Mm-hmm. Frank, uh-huh. are you ready for some hard promises. Boy, boy, am I. And and listen, I particularly love follow-up albums to massively huge and impactful records. So we have Springsteen's Born to Run. It's great, but Darkness <laughs> on the Edge of Town fascinates me as a record. Damn, oh, yeah. the, Damn the Torpedoes is an absolute uh, gem, but Hard Promises uh, doesn't back down and it doesn't get turned around. No, sir, it doesn't. We're going to jump right into this guy, folks. Um, Track one, The Waiting. Mm. Frank, the album opens with a staple uh, of the band's sound, a somber rock tune about the difficulties of waiting for love to be returned. As it kicks off, the band sets this amazing tone with this uh, just gorgeous big open chords, straightforward drums, and uh, Bowman's Beaumont's, excuse me, haunting organ skills are all over this bad boy. Frank, your thoughts on the track? Uh, and of course, does the waiting set the right tone for hard promises or should the band have looked somewhere else for an opener? I think this is the perfect opener. It's not a hundred percent reflective on of what the record, but it's okay because it's the right opening song. Uh, this sound, um, 
was really being duplicated by a lot of bands around the 2005 timeframe where, you know, they were going after that, that Springsteen kind of petty sound. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got jangle, it has folk, has heartland elements. And of course, how many times uh, when waiting have, have we all said to whomever is around, whether you're a Tom Petty fan or not, uh, the waiting is the hardest part. So uh, I'm all in on this as the opening song. Absolutely. And that what a great line, right? The heart, the waiting is the hardest part. It, it, just, it sure it sure is. Oh, oh, so good. Track two, mm-hmm. a woman in love. Yeah, it's not me. I'm not crazy about uh, it's not me in the title. I think uh, you put she in brackets before a woman uh, in love and it's a better title. But again, mm-hmm. that's just me being picky about titles. Um, that said, I fucking love this song, uh, co-written by guitarist Mike Campbell uh, mm. and Tom Petty. Uh, you know, the band really keeps it simple on this arrangement. Tom Petty's voice uh, and Beaumont's keys are just really build this amazing atmosphere in this song. Frank, mm-hmm. she's a woman in love. Mm-hmm. Is it you? So it's always me. That's the, that's the answer. It really is. <laughs> so like you, I'm not in love with the brackets and, and the mm-hmm. whole secondary title as someone who writes songs when I can, I, I never understood the value uh, in the brackets. Like, is it a backup name for the song? I, I never got the intent, but anyway, that aside, uh, the beauty of Mike Campbell is his ability to write like these memorable licks. And I love the arrangement uh, and the riff really acts as another voicing to the song. Uh, oh, and Mark, uh, do you know who played bass on this song? I do. It's uh, the legendary Donald Duck Dunn. Yes. <laughs> that makes the song a million times better now. <laughs> it totally does. I'm happy you know that. Hang on to it for later. Track three. Oh, that's why it wasn't in the script. Night Watchman. <laughs> We're switching it up a bit with this like kind of late 70s funk rock uh, about having a job you could die for mm-hmm. and only make minimum wage and how uh, he's worth more than that. Ladies and gentlemen, you're worth more than your job. Yes. Uh, but after all, yes. he's just mostly listening to the radio when he gets bored. He has, you know, he goes up back and does what Tom Petty does. A little puff, puff, pass, buddy. Um, <laughs> it's a fun track for me, but I worry without a little bit of a rock buffer from a woman in love to this song. This isn't as clean as I would like for it to be in this position uh, in the album, Frank. Maybe uh, not the closer. I don't think that this is a closing number, but I think this is a back half of the album kind of song. I think we need to build up here. But really, that's just me being picky about the tone of the record and has nothing to do with this track in particular. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a really fun track. I just wish it weren't here at the three spot. Frank, what do you Mm -hmm. think? What what what? grab uh, what gig uh, grabs you about being a night watchman wow i mean it's limited options right so mm-hmm. i mean you know bouncing being a bouncer right that probably I'd maybe that would be the i think that'd be the most fun actually right yeah probably at least you, at least you could stand up and get around but anyway um <laughs> listen i'm okay with the placement of this considering we just had two rockers i really like the riff but uh um, as it gives off like a really fun vibe. It's also a unique song based on the previous three records. So this could be one of those musical takeaways from the record uh, mm. where, where if you listen to the first four records and you're trying to pick out what was uh, something they were trying to go for, this could be, this could be one of those tracks. I mean, it's good. It's a great track for the record. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. You got me thinking about this record totally different now. Oh, uh, track four, something big. 
Now, believe it or not, this song is not about Stevie, uh, Steve Ioni uh, creating the band's sound, uh, which is big. Uh, rather, this one is about Tom, is uh, one of those Tom Petty masterpieces about real people and the bullshit they tell themselves to get by. Uh, even when they're doing what they know to be, you know, something kind of bad and using a hotel, motel, holiday inn uh, uh, as a shady place for meeting. It's right. Um, was it about picking up a call girl and getting trashed with uh, or, or getting trashed with your drug dealer? Hey, now. Frank, wh- what says you? Uh, <laughs> does it feel like a Sunday? Does it feel like June? Oh, man. You know, you hear these horror stories about how tough Iveen is to work with, um, but he does deliver here with just a great production of this mm-hmm. song. Really crystal clear sound. Uh, and those acoustic guitars give it kind of this dirty, almost Western feel to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The song kicks ass. I love that song. It's so yeah. good. Yeah, so Track good. five, mm. King's Road. Uh, the band comes out full blast after a quick four count from their fearless leader with a, a great uh, almost rockabilly reference. And I'm getting uh, sure a rock number about people trying to sell him uh, on some fancy threads, which, of course, is very Tom Petty. Right. It's just people want to sell me cool clothes. Uh, classic Tom Petty, keeping it simple while crushing a simple and easily stuck in your head hook. Uh, Frank, <laughs> you're a new world guy on the old King's Road. Would you think? Well, back to the rock here, my friend. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, I've been on Old King's Road and I was the youngest person there. And actually, I, I have no idea what that means. So I was just no. you know, <laughs> uh, late at night writing these things, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but this is classic Petty. And by this time, um, this was really kind of his trademark. And this was more than his trademark. This sound is what people started identifying uh, Tom Petty with. So, um, mm-hmm. you know. And other- rightfully, beautifully so. Beautifully so, my friend. Track six. Letting you go. Oh, we're back to the heartbreak and some 50s inspired woes and ooze. I'd love uh, this in that three spot, Frank. I think if this were up higher in the album, I'd really like the flow of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it flows uh, for the album would have benefited a bit more um, with this song. I adore this number. The, the band takes its time here to really sell each woe and ooh, uh, and I couldn't be happier to hear them. How about you, Frank? Yeah, I could see this at the three spot for sure. Um, another branching out song um, that you know I, I feel uh, on this album because you get these 50 inspired aspects mixed with the rock that they were lending a hand in creating. Um, so I think that's a really cool mix. And like you, Mark, I adore this song. Yeah, you really feel there's a lot of um, Beatles influence between Tom Petty and. Oh, Steve. yeah. Iveen on this. You can really feel them honing in on that, that love about it. Um, anyways, track seven, a thing about you. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you, man, I, I have a thing about this song on the surface. It's this really cute little rock number. I kind of about having a crush, but pull up those lyrics and listen along and hear Tom. Uh, and you can hear Tom doesn't just have a thing. He's obsessed. He's in love and he's working up the balls to say anything. Uh, I think I feel like this song uh, would be super creepy if they recorded it in a really slow and haunting way. Uh, I like the way uh, you kind of like the way every breath you take uh, by the police can be kind of creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like this has that potential to it, but it's just got enough again of that little bit of Beatles 
uh, magic to it to make it kind of fun. What would you think, Franco? Yeah, this could be my favorite on the record. Um, there's definitely an obsessive, almost compulsive aspect to this tune. I mean, you could transpose this song also, too, into a folk tune, rockability. Hell, uh, I'm sure as a punk song, it would even be glorious. Um, mm-hmm. The album version, um, or the not the album version, but this version on the album uh, has, has actually a little country flair to it, which actually led to it reaching number 14 on the Billboard Hot Country chart. Well, dang, Frank's just killing it on the trivia today. Woo! Uh, track eight, Insider. Eight. Yep. Uh, here we have uh, Stevie Nicks joining us in her first of two, I'll call them cameos on the album. Uh, and of course, we get these uh, uh, album, we, we get these amazing lyrics from the album. I'm an insider. I, I've been burned by the fire and I've had to live with some hard promises. I've crawled through the braries. I'm an insider. Or mm. probably said Brayers wrong, but. Uh, Briars. Briars, thank you. Um, I'm not a good reader. You guys haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> Uh, just cool lyrics, right? Tom's always got these fun, uh, and yeah. of course we get we get the title track in those lyrics of "Hard Promises" or the yes. title line. Uh, I'm not crazy about this track musically; it doesn't separate itself enough from uh, the waiting or something big. Uh, maybe it's just because I don't like Fleetwood Mac or Stevie, <laughs> and I'm being biased. I don't know. Uh, it's a little underwhelming of a track compared to the rest of this album. Um, but it's not bad by any stretch. It just doesn't live up as much as some of the rest of it has. Um, what'd you think, Frank? Yeah. So I have to be careful because. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. One of my wife's favorite is Stevie. Now, remember, my uh, wife doesn't like Fleetwood Mac. She likes Stevie's solo stuff. So there, there is there is something, that, you know, a difference yes. there. Um, not that she doesn't. I should rephrase it. It's not that like she doesn't like Fleetwood Mac. She's just that that doesn't do anything for her. Um, so. We have stopped dragging my heart around. And of course, Weird Al stopped dragging my car around. Uh, right. Those two, I like those two better. However, uh, this isn't bad. It just kind of seems a little bit longer than it should have been. So it's right. kind of the, you know, it's kind of the weird track maybe of the record. Yep. Well, let's just go ahead and move on, right? Track nine, The Criminal Kind. Mm-hmm. You can hear a ton of the band's Southern rock and country influence on this, this really cool rock groove. I'm not sure, but this feels like one of those uh, old Tommy's I'm pissed at the record industry tunes. Yeah. You know, Tom loved to be pissed at the record industry, uh, but I could definitely be wrong. Uh, I just dig the fuck you attitude uh, that brings to this track. Frank, uh, you've got a criminal mind, <laughs> the criminal kind. <laughs> uh, this song has such an attitude and, and, mm-hmm. and I love when Tommy gets like this um, you know Southern rock country influence for sure and that Dylan pitch in his voice really really cool tune here yeah just awesome track 10, 10. you can still change your mind weird little synth intro uh, I think I, I didn't I really was just like where did this little like come from uh, but whatever Uh, Then the band comes in low and slow behind it and sets the mood for the closer. Uh, I'm of the opinion that this would have made a killer title track for the album, Frank. Mm. Um, But that's just me wanting to revise history. So don't worry too much about that, Mm. folks. Uh, I just adore the hopelessness of this song after the heartbreakers uh, early on. Um, Mm. Stevie is just back on track. 
Uh, um, Steve, Stevie Nicks is uh, back on this track with some backing vocals. I believe her <laughs> sister as well, uh, or her daughter. I'm not really sure who the other Nicks is involved in the singing. Um, I'm not sure that it adds much either way, but it's a nice enough touch to the track. Uh, what do you think of the album's closer, Frank? Yeah, I think it's fitting for this record. I mean, we're mm-hmm. ending an album with, um, you know, with there's hard in the title, obviously, of the album, but it's something completely opposite musically, right? So mm-hmm. there's isolation on this tone, could very well maybe verify that meaning of hard promises. Um, I don't know, just something I, I thought about. Steve, Stevie's vocals are, are hit or miss for me, but the real beauty here are, or her, the background of vocals. It's not like there's isolated lines where, where she's singing, but the real beauty for me is Petty and Campbell and that collaborative effort on a track like this. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, darn the tam- torpedoes, Frank. <laughs> um, that's the end of the record. Uh, would you kick off uh, with your final thoughts on Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Hard promises. Yeah. I, I know on some lists of, uh, Tom Petty records, if if they were to be ranked, that Hard Promises does fall on the higher tier side, but but I but I still think it's overlooked due to the lack of known singles outside of the waiting. Um, mm-hmm. This album rips, it really does, and it does something that's not easy, which is act as a proper follow up to the previous record, which happens to be the staple in Tom Petty's catalog. Uh, it's a great length and has the right amount of tracks. I don't mind Stevie, and keep in mind she was also in inserted a lot due to her relationship with Jimmy Iovine. Um, speaking of, he did a great job producing this record. So for me, it's a it's an eight out of 10 record. Man, I just realized how many times I said Stevie Iovine instead of Jimmy Iovine. Oh, because I was thinking about Stevie yeah. Nicks and Jimmy Iovine. I mean, they were together during uglies. this time. Yeah. 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 All right. So, hey, <laughs> uh, to them, I apologize. To our listeners, thanks for enjoying this ride with me, man. I, hope. Uh, I really do adore this album. Easily one of the band's more underrated works. I agree with you, Frank. Uh, it's got a beautiful melancholy about it with gems uh, of hope breaking through the sonic sadness uh, of the album as only the Heartbreakers can do. I'd love to, uh, I'd have liked to see Night Watchmen eighth or ninth on the album. Sure. Uh, but overall, I think this speaks for, uh, the record speaks for itself. It's a, an amazing piece. Uh, of work, the Heartbreakers, and of course, Tom Petty's full careers uh, that, that shouldn't be overlooked uh, because this is just as uh, fat, uh, a whole boy. I am so excited. I can't get any of the words right, Frank. Uh, I, I, I Look, long story short, I agree with Frank. I think that this is one of those uh, albums uh, by a band. It's a great follow-up to Damn the Torpedoes. Damn the yeah. Torpedoes is so big. There's so much going on so that much. when you get this record and it's like a breath of fresh air because it feels a little lighter, but it feels just as intense and just as as properly awesome as a Tom Petty album. Eight out of ten for me. Uh, what can I tell you? Less Stevie Nicks as I always preferred. There you um, go. <laughs> there you go. Yes. All right, Mark. So uh, I'm. If I know you, and I do, yeah, uh, I'm uh-huh. sure you have one of those fun little games for me. That's right, that's right. Oh, buddy, you know it. It's uh, it's Tom Petty trivia. Yeah, uh, oh. specifically, I I did I did five questions about oh. hard promises. This could be either really easy or really hard. Uh, I'm feeling you ready. Be hard. Yeah, I'm feeling this would be hard, but go ahead. Well, you you probably got one already. 
Um, oh, well, I think I know which one that is. Yeah. So uh, question one. Uh-huh. Most people think the biggest guest spot on Hard Promises is Stevie <laughs> Nicks uh, on Insider, and you can still change your mind. But listeners of this <laughs> show know the best guest appearance by this bass player on yep. A Woman in Love. Yep. Yo, Who's Donald, that, Frank? Old Donald Duck Don, my friend. That's right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, question two. You ready? You're batting 100 so far. Oh, God. <laughs> Giving the pricing war Petty had taken on, uh, this number was suggested as the title. This number was suggested as the title because of the pricing war the album was in. So this title was suggested. It's a track title or no? It is a number. Oh, it's a number. This number was suggested as the album title because of the pricing war. Well, I mean, with the 998, which is what they wanted it to be. Incorrect. 898, which is what Tom Petty wanted it to be. be. Oh, I thought it was going to be a a sarcastic. Well, it was sarcastic. You just went the Um, wrong way. I just went the wrong way of the sarcasm. That's all right. Okay. Uh, There was another title suggested for the album. Beaumont's What? Beaumont's, 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 Beaumont's. The waiting. Who's, Bo- Who, who's Beaumont? Beaumont is. Um, I don't know who's Beaumont. By the way, he, he's the the keyboard player. Oh, the keyboard player. Uh, so, what? The waiting. No, no, no. It's not an album. It's not. A, it's not the name of a track. Oh, it's not the name of the track. No. Um, stop dragging my heart around. No, revenge. Beaumont's revenge. Oh, Beaumont's revenge. Okay, was the other suggested title for the album. Okay, got it. Got it. Question four. You're doing terrible. Yeah, I know. I'm horrible. <laughs> horrible in trivia, by the way. During the recording of Hard Promises, this legendary rock star was supposed to visit the band in studio, but was assassinated just days before his scheduled visit. Yeah, who is John Lennon. Correct. Now, on the OG US and Canadian pressings of Hard Promises, uh, on the A side in the Dead Wax, so Frank read it, the center of the record before it runs out, yeah. Or the uh, We Love You JL. JL. Yep. And Etchington stands for, for John Lennon. As um, Jimmy Iveen and, and was friends with yes. John Lennon and was yes. able to set up the meeting. And Tom Petty hadn't met him and was very excited. Oh, so. yeah. Totally. What a, yeah. Yeah. Talk about a bummer. All right. Well, hey, you're, you're two for four, right? Oh. We're at 50%. Yeah. See if you get the last one and can tip it into the victory column. All right. Kind of my life. Go ahead. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, man, I wrote some crazy question for this one. Really? Okay. By the year's end of 1981, Mm -hmm. Hard Promises finished 28th on the Canadian Albums Charts and 49th on the U.S. Billboard Pop Albums Chart. Okay, okay. What number? Oh, excuse me. It finally hit number one in only one country. What country was it? 
I forgot to write down the answer. So give me one second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. So now I can think about it. Yeah, you get. So it wasn't Canada. Right. It wasn't Canada. I mean, I don't think it was Canada. Um, and it wasn't the U.S. Where was it? Let's see. I mean, yeah, right away, my mind, I'm not, it's not a final answer, just talking it through. <laughs> Thank you. Please keep going. Uh, right away, my mind hits Europe. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but I know overseas. I mean, I know like, I mean, yeah, pretty much think, everywhere. Think about a different overseas. Yeah. I mean, pretty, I'm going to say, I mean, just Asia in general, Asia. I don't think so. I don't think technically New Zealand, I don't believe is technically part of, of Asia. I don't know. You're the friend with history teachers, not me, but the, the answer is New Zealand. The album went to number one in New oh, Zealand. Oh man. Yeah. It's the only country it went to number one. So mm. unfortunately of this round's five questions, Frank horrible. You only got two buddy. Horrible. Sorry, man. That's all right. I'm horrible at these things. Frankus, you're horrible. Frankus, <laughs> <I'm> horrible. <laughs> uh, are you sure? Doing wait, New Zealand is not part of. I mean, it could be part of Asia, right? Like the Asian continent, even though it's an island and it's closer to Australia, which is technically a continent. But right, yeah. I mean, I could see you could say it's part of the Pacific. Mm. Okay. I don't know. I mean, yeah. you. Part, I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess we got. Look, let's face it. You didn't have a clue. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. <laughs> You're gonna argue for this point. You didn't have no, a clue. No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. All right. Touche. <laughs> wow, Mark. That was great. <laughs> Wasn't it, Frank? I yes. had so much fun. I know. You really did. Um what uh what do you want to do next uh, week? Well, okay, so I have choices for you. Sure. Um uh you have a total of four. Uh I've Ooh. carried two over. And mm-hmm. I've substituted with two new ones. So the first two I will tell you will be ones I already talked about, but I'm going to just refresh your memory. Okay. Okay. All right. So the first album is it's, this is the fourth studio album by an English singer songwriter. And remember this was voted um, in the year of 1979, the top album by the village voice. Mm-hmm. Okay? So album mm-hmm. of the year, 1979 by the village voice, English singer songwriter. That one I've been telling you about for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the next one is the same. This is the lighthearted and upbeat yet sometimes serious natured debut by a Canadian band known more for their massive late 90s hit and their TV theme song. Hmm. Okay. All right. A new entry. All right. This band's controversial mm-hmm. second album gave way to their temporary breakup in 1985. Now, this album is not available to stream, nor has it ever been released on CD. So the only way we can listen to this is on YouTube. This is that Bad Religion album, isn't it? Dang! Oh, I got one right. Okay, keep going. This wasn't this wasn't a trivia. Sorry. <laughs> Number four. <laughs> Number four is this 10th album um, is the first of three concept records by the singer songwriter that explores a more lush soundscapes in the name of psychedelic folk. Oh, I mean, that's kind of right up my alley right now. Oh, Um, hello. That was a 10th album. It's the third in a series of concept albums. No, it's the first in a series of three consecutive concept albums. 
but it's this person's 10th album. Yes. Or this group's 10th album. Yes. Person. I mean, you kind of gave me all like that so much crap about that 79 folk album that's like the Village Voice album of the year. Mm. That I feel like I should probably do that. I mean, you don't have to. I want you to go with where your heart desires. I know which one you won't be picking. So <laughs> Yeah, that bad religion polka album or whatever it is. Yeah, all right. So it's that one was Into the Unknown, just so you know. The bad religion, mm-hmm. the second bad religion album. Ah, is, that's what it was called, right? Which is like prog rock and stuff. I mean, I kind of I might just look that up for my own sake now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with option for the tenth album, the concept oh, album. Oh, okay. So here we yeah. go. So this singer songwriter, I've probably mentioned him to you before. I've even talked to him on uh, social media at times. Uh, Damien Gerardo. Okay. okay. Damien Gerardo. That's J-U-R-A-D-O. The album is called Maricopa. All right. M-A-R-A-Q-O-P-A. Maricopa. Um, this is the first of three albums. Mm-hmm. That's a story. Uh, uh, there's, there's obviously it's a concept. Um, before that, his records, he's on sub pop records too. So mm-hmm. uh, very, um, uh, prolific. Is this, when you say, uh, Merrick, what is the name of the album? Maricopa. Maricopa with a Q that Q is, so it's not Q and on related. It's not about no. And okay. I just want to make sure. No, no, no. So the story, it, so the story is about, this person who disappears from society and he, Ooh. he takes nothing with him except for like a couple hundred dollars. And he um, comes across this mysterious place and it's called Maricopa and he's discovering interesting things. And then he ends up leaving. So it's kind of someone who wants to leave society and kind of their, their interactions and stuff like that. Very cool. All right. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing where this, concept folk album goes right now there's a deluxe album but we're just first we're going to talk about the traditional setup 10 songs um 36 something minutes um, oh nice yeah so it, it, it's good there um but yeah this guy's pretty prolific he's been releasing stuff since you know the 90s um some pop records uh, a lot of these, the ten, previous 10 records were just singer songwriter stuff with an acoustic. And then he got a little bit more experimental. This is cool. the start of that experimentation. So I'm interested in digging in there. Uh, yep. Yep. Talk to him online. Cool guy. Nice guy. There I'm we go. into it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's, yeah. Cool, brother. Cool. So, yeah. Is, what do you say? We wrap it up. Yeah, let's actually we should do that. Yes. <laughs> I, I forgot we were recording. <laughs> anyway, listen, it's going to be a good time. Thank you everyone uh-huh. for joining and listening. Remember to like, subscribe, rate, review and be safe. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know, it means the world to us that you guys, you know, and you listen all the way through. So thank you so much. Please keep those requests and those reviews uh, coming. Uh, and, and wouldn't you say it with me now? Oh, oh my, my. Oh, hell yes. Oh, Bye-bye. 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 B